Clopas Chitapa is going to be with us next Sunday. We're, yeah. Uh, Wayne, do you know what year he started coming? I know it's been around 20 years. 20 years? Is this the 20th? Oh, never mind. This is the 20th. Okay. 19 years he has nailed it. And, uh, I mean, every time he's been here, he's nailed it. And so, you know, you, you, don't, want to miss, uh, you don't want to miss Clopas. That's for sure. Uh, and, then I, and then I would encourage you to, to come and see Mary Poppins. I have seen it four times. I will probably see it at least twice more. And I'm totally okay with that. Uh, might even see it three times more. I don't know. I had a I had a my best friend from high school came Friday night. I invited him, and I've been I've known Hank for over fifty years, so we're well past, you know, having to blow smoke at each other. And uh, and he goes to a lot of stuff, but he said, Ronnie, this this was real. I wouldn't have come if you hadn't invited me. So I'm really glad you did because this was really good. Uh, so I'm inviting you as well. I'm just not going to buy your ticket. Uh, but uh, but I would encourage you to get a ticket, if you're, especially if you're going to come on Sunday, because uh, we were virtually sold out this entire weekend. Now you can stand. And let's read a couple of passages of Scripture together. <clears throat> he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows... It is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. And then from Luke, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the grace that's in your word, for the power, for the, for the, for the life-changing power that is in your word and the light that is there. And I pray, Father, that everything, every device of the enemy that is used to dull our spirits and uh, keep us from hearing what you want to say to us would be, would be shattered and pushed away today and that we would receive life in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The kingdom of heaven is like a man or a woman for that matter who, uh, who took a mustard seed, and planted it. Uh, but uh, when, we, when we think of that term, mustard seed, the first thing we think of is not the kingdom of heaven. The first thing we think of is, is faith. We, we actually tend to default to, uh, to this particular passage here, which says if you've, got, if you've got faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, uh, be uprooted, planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Uh, the context for this particular verse uh, I, I find very interesting because the, the context, Jesus is responding to the, to the disciples' request, increase our faith. We, we, want, we need more faith. And <clears throat> the context for that question is very interesting uh, because it didn't, they didn't ask for more faith after they had been in the situation, you know, where they weren't able to cast out the demon, you know, well, why couldn't we do that? Uh, oh, we need more faith. Or where they saw some great miracle and went, oh, wow, that is so amazing. We, we need more faith. No, that's not what prompted them to ask for more faith. 
What prompted them to ask for more faith was Jesus telling them, if someone offends you and sins against you, you have to forgive them 70 times 7 in one day. Oh, give us more faith. We, we really need some faith to cover, to cover that. Uh, and Jesus basically says to them, no, you don't. You don't need more faith. You don't need me to increase your faith. If you had faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you can do what needs to be done. You know, many today are wanting more, more faith and more of this and, and more of that. And, and, that and, and the problem isn't more faith. Uh, in fact, the problem probably is us wanting more and more and more because it's not just faith. We want more basically of everything except trouble. The problem isn't using the faith that we've already got. That's what the problem is daily. Daily. Now, I also I want to take a little bit of a of a sidetrack here, uh, though it though it isn't too much. But I want to talk about um, literalism as opposed to to metaphor. I, I grew up in a in a in a context in a culture where it was um, we felt like it was really important to take to take things literally, and uh, <clears throat> and I had a I had a friend who who nailed me one time on it. I mean. When I came to the Lord, and uh, when I first came back to the Lord as an adult, some I had some friends who who went with me and came to the Lord as well. I, I had some other friends who didn't seem to care one way or another. And I had this one friend who was pretty antagonistic uh, about the whole thing, and his his name was Bruce, and I and I still remember um, CB. My friend CB was one of the ones who come with me to the Lord. And I still remember us walking down the street one day and Bruce going, you guys, there's no Jesus going to come back and take you up in the sky. And we're going, yes, he is. Uh, but, uh, and that kind of aggravated him. So a couple of days later, he comes to me and says, so you take everything in the Bible literally? And I said, I sure do. Yes, sir. And he said, well, when Jesus says you're supposed to hunger and thirst after righteousness, does that mean your throat's dry and your stomach growls? And I went, that, that's just stupid, Bruce. He got me. Because literal isn't always where the strength is. It, 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 isn't, it isn't always where, where, the, where the power is. And poetic metaphor, all of the Old Testament prophets used it, including Moses. Jesus used it. And there's, and there's, there's power and strength there. I heard uh, um, uh, Eugene Peterson say one time, uh, Metaphor is, is stronger than, than literal because literal just says what it says. Metaphor says what it says and also what it doesn't say. It says even more. It's, it's more powerful. And so if, if this is literal, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and cast into the sea and it'll obey you. I mean, that would be cool, but that's all. I would not know a mulberry tree if I saw one. And beyond that, I have nothing against mulberry trees. Never been one that's offended me or anything. Uh, so the only reason I would have for telling it, hey, go plant yourself in the sea, would be for my own amusement. And, and, and the same thing goes for the, for the mountain that Mark talks about. You know, it's a similar thing. Jesus says, if you've, got, if you've got faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be cast into the sea, and, 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 and it will happen. If you believe in your heart, without doubt, then, then, then it will happen. And 
I've always wondered, what if there are some other believers who like that mountain? And so they want it to stay and you want it to leave. It's a faith off. <laughs> if you got to be literal about things. But when it's metaphor, then it really can hit my life. How many of you have a mountain? Not a, not a, you know, a big pile of dirt with some rocks in it, but a mountain in your life that is stealing your peace, stealing your joy, standing between you and God, standing between you and, and, and other people, standing between, between you and, and, and the things that, that you need, not necessarily the things you want, but the things that you need in your life. Uh, you, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm not asking for a show of hands. But if every hand doesn't go up, then you're just dumb. Because those things exist. Or you're, or you're in, a, in that season. There will be another season. Mountains will come along. And, and, and that's the mountain that faith is intended to remove. That, that's what's supposed to happen. Now, a literal mountain can be removed. Listen, I'm not saying God can't do incredible miracles. But I think when we think about casting a mountain into the sea, we're thinking about watching television. We're not thinking about actually being there and seeing a mountain be cast into the sea in front of us. That would be terrifying to see that happen. It's, but it can. It can. And in fact, one of these days, I, uh, you know, I, I, I do take enough of the Bible literally to think, I think there's going to be some mountains jumping into the sea one of these days. And that's uh, that'll that'll literally be be something to see. But but in my in my life, you know, it's more important to me the things that actually are hitting where I live that need to be moved, that need to be. And it doesn't take a lot of faith. It doesn't take psyching myself out. It just takes using the faith that I've got. Using it, using it on a daily basis because the kingdom of heaven is like, it's like the smallest of seeds. It's taken and it's planted in the ground and it grows up to become the largest of the garden plants. Now, there's a cosmic sense in which this is literal, actually was literal. When Jesus, the kingdom of heaven really came when Jesus was born into the world. And there it was, laying in a manger. That tiny little baby, that's where that's the seed, that's the kingdom of heaven starting. And then Jesus ministered. And at the end of his ministry, uh, when that was finished, he had several score followers. <laughs> uh, there were 120 in the upper room. I guess that'd be six score or something. Uh, but and I just got to say this because it, 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 it so cuts against what the, what the world thinks and the way the world looks at things. The Son of God came to earth, lived a perfect life, did teachings that 2,000 years later people are continuing to repeat, did, did uh, miraculous things beyond anything anybody had seen before or has seen since. And at the end of all that, he had a few score followers. And we tend to look at, at somebody and go, oh, they got 
5,000. You know, they've got 20,000. They've got 50,000 following. Wow, they must really be great. And they may be. They may absolutely be. But the people that I really admire, and I've mentioned this before, and I don't want to embarrass her, but it's, 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 it's Barbie's mom, who's, you know, devoted her life, basically, to people who, who couldn't afford to pay her in, in a, up in one of the poorest counties of Tennessee. And essentially, she not only had to carry the load as a pastor, but basically had to, had to help carry the load financially within the church and all and did it for years. Did it for years. You know, she didn't get a lot of recognition or a lot of reward here, but she's getting it now. She's definitely going to get it. So, so Jesus came and by the time he had left, he, he had a, a few score followers. That was the kingdom. Now, you know, there's, there are a lot of weeds in the field, okay? So we don't know what, what's what, but there's over a billion people, followers, over, over two billion, actually, in terms of followers. And there's a lot of influence. In fact, there's maybe too much influence. Because when you get a lot of worldly influence, then you begin to start thinking you can fix things. And you start trying to fix things. So anyway, there is a literal sense in which the kingdom starts out small and, 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 and grows, grows large. And besides that, we ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, it's, it's still got, it's got a long way to go because the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea and God will make all things new. But as it applies to you and to me individually, uh, strength is in the metaphor. And I think one of the things that we need to, to, to learn, first of all, is that, is that small things matter. They, matter. they matter very much. For one of a nail, the shoe was lost. For one of a shoe, the horse was lost. For one of a horse, the rider was lost. For one of a rider, the message was lost. For one of a message, the battle was lost. For one of a battle, the kingdom was lost. All for the lack of a, of a nail. Small things. I used to think that the uh, that the mustard seed thing had had to do with seeing great, you know, powerful miracles, and uh, and it's because I had these two passages confused. Like I say, I mean, God God can do that stuff, and and one could certainly be a, applied to a great miracle. I mean, seeing a mountain fall into the heart of the sea, yeah, that would really be something. But the other one could not possibly be more mundane. A seed is planted in the ground and it grows. Happens all the time. Except when I plant them. <laughs> but that's another story and, and we're, we're not going to go there today. Uh, and actually it does grow. It, it dies. Uh, but happens all the time. Yeah, it, it's, it's a month thing. One, one can happen fairly quickly. Uh, we assume the mountain falling into the heart of the sea or the, the tree being uprooted and planted in the sea. But the other clearly takes time and goes basically unnoticed. Have you ever watched a plant grow? I don't mean every few days. I mean, have you just watched a plant grow? Anybody? Good. Because if you did, I would be worried about you. Uh, faith, faith and the kingdom come together in this way. The mustard seed 
The mustard seed has become essentially a universal symbol for faith within the kingdom. I mean, that's, that's immediately where our mind goes when we, when we hear that term mustard seed. Uh, and, a, and a seed of faith can ultimately produce shelter, can produce provision, can produce beauty, and in fact, in fact will. Living by faith day by day produces not just for the person who's doing that, but for generations, for generations to come. When, when Margaret and I uh, moved to Zimbabwe back in the mid-80s, and um, you know, I, most, most of you, I think, know that we spent th three years there. Some of you may not, but we moved to Zimbabwe. And when we did that, we, uh, we sold our house, we sold everything we had because we needed the money to make the trip to Zimbabwe. And, you know, nobody wrote us a big check, uh, which I don't know what that's up with. But anyway, nobody did. And, uh, and so we, uh, we, we did that. And, uh, and we moved there, uh, not knowing for how long, not knowing um, where the resources would come from to, to live. I mean, we knew where some of them were going to come from, but not, not enough. And, we, you know, we went. And then when we came back here, <laughs> uh, we came to Smyrna, and uh, it was uh, it was a church that couldn't afford a pastor uh, in a in a town that was not particularly very promising. Now, those of you who've only come to Smyrna in the last ten or twenty years or so may go, "What really?" Listen, Smyrna thirty years ago, <laughs> it were Smyrna at that time. And it, it, you know, it was uh, there. Old, it was it was a decade before Old Nashville Highway was not just two lanes. Uh, and in fact, it was quite a while before Sam Ridley Parkway wasn't just two lanes. It was separated. But it was one lane going one way and one lane going the other, and and that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, there was nothing between here and the interstate but but woods and. Uh, and the city government had a reputation, let's just put it that way, uh, that uh, wasn't necessarily glowing. Uh, and I'm not telling you this to kind of go, wow, you people are really people of faith. We are. We are. But it didn't start with us. We were set up to be people of faith. My, I, 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 I grew up seeing my parents' faith. I grew up seeing their, their faith in, in action. I, I grew up seeing it on a, on a, on a daily basis. They, they never had a lot of money, but they tithed. I always knew that was the first thing that was going to happen to whatever money they did have. They, they were in the Word every day. You know, they were, they were, when, it, when it came time to go to worship, they were, they were there. They were there. That was, that was faithful. Did y'all see anybody melt in the parking lot, by the way, on the way here today? You know, when, when I was a kid, I remember... Uh, you know, we'd get up in the morning on Sunday and it'd be raining. And one of the things I hear was, well, that'll probably affect the attendance at the church. And I could kind of understand it because some of our people walked to church. Okay, I get that. You know, uh, now I'm not quite sure why I get that, you know. And the big thing now is, well, we had company and they don't go to church. And I'm just wondering, when you go visit them, do they go to church because they have company that does go to church? I'm not going to say anything for a little while. Because <laughs> that needs to marinate just a bit. Yeah. 
uh, and, my, and, and they took churches that no one else wanted, even after my dad was fired from one of them for no good reason. I, I still remember that uh, that church business meeting. I, I mean, I was I was a teenager. I don't remember exactly how old I was, uh, and I, I still remember it. You know, it was totally blindsided. I mean, we come into this business meeting. I thought, okay, it's a church business meeting, blah, 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 blah. You know, one of the more prominent members of the church gets up and goes, I believe it's time for Brother Meek to leave. Yeah. And, you know, being a teenager and knowing what all they had sacrificed all these years for, for, for this place and what, what they kind of done for it, uh, you know, I, I made a speech. Let's put it that way. And it probably put off their leaving for a year or two. But anyway, uh, that was, uh, you know, that was something. But my parents, have you ever been hurt in a church? Okay, yeah. I mean, this isn't just a knife in the back. It's a knife in the back and a, and a slug to the gut at the same time. Now, I will say this. You know, they were a couple of years ahead of time, but, but they were right. I mean, it, it was, they did need to move, and God did need to do something different there. And that taught me a lesson as well, because, you know, when God... It says to move, it's time to move, you know. Uh, but anyway, af after that happening to him, I saw him take another church that was almost exactly in the same situation. And let me say this, uh, that was a, f a few years later when they did that. But in the meantime, did they ever miss a Sunday? No. Yeah. Even, after, even after the trauma and the pain, that's what I grew up seeing in my parents. And, you know, they didn't necessarily have all the bells and whistles. My dad got his first car when he was 42, new car when he was 42. My mom graduated from college when she, when she was 40. They, they were just those kind of people. They, 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 they persevered. And, and she got it really before, even in the generation before, because her dad, uh, his family had been a very influential political family in Benton County, but he, he became a Pentecostal preacher and an outcast from the family. Yeah. But... He had to do what he had to do because that's what God said. Well, you know, your parents, they were, they were in the ministry. Well, Margaret's parents, they, they weren't in the ministry. They were just faithful believers. They, they were at church when it was open. They tithed. They were in the Word every day. That's what they did. That's how they, that's how they, they lived their life. And, uh, and so Margaret also saw her dad leave a, a good job at a, at a big company uh, to open a pizza business, of all things. Uh, and then later on, he sold his pizza business and went into real estate at the, at the bottom of the real estate market in the early 70s. It was, uh, it was and I know, early 70s, that's ancient history. But, uh, but, but it, it was there. So here's what I'm saying. We were primed. We were primed to go, oh, step out on faith? Yeah, that's what, that's what happens. That's what you do. That, that, that's how you're supposed to do it. And, and, and our kids are primed. Now, I will say, you, you, there's no guarantee that your kids are going to make good choices. okay? Because you can't make those choices for them. Because you would always make really the perfect right choices if you were making the decisions for your kids. But there are no guarantees about the choices that they make. But they're going to make those choices based on what they saw in your life. They're going to make those they're, they're going to make choices based on on what the foundation is that they have, and you know we're passing it on to to, uh, to, uh, to other 
to, to other generations. So here's a question that I have. A lot of you are parents, and a lot of you will be parents at some point in time. A lot of you want to be parents. Do, do your children see you live by faith? Do they see faith in operation in your life? How, how important to you is getting direction from God? Have they ever seen you make a decision that wasn't based on, oh, well, this, column A is this and column B is that. Oh, let's, oh, column B is a better column. That instead was based on, hey, let's pray and find out what God wants us to do in this situation. That, that's really what our decisions are based on. Have, have they seen the results of faithfulness in your life? Do, do they realize, okay, you know, this, this is what faithfulness looks like. Have, have they seen that? The kingdom of God is not like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like a person who took a mustard seed and planted it in the ground. And it grew. It began to grow over time. That's what the kingdom is like. Faithful in, in, in worship, faithful in the word, faith, faithful in, in tithing. One, one of the greatest gifts you can give to your children is to teach them to tithe. Seriously. Because not only, you know, it's not just that they're learning math. You know, it's not just here's, here's a dollar and so you're supposed to put 10 cents in, you know, and so they've got to jump on, on school. But it, it, you are breaking the power of money in their lives. Because just like when they're little, they apparently can learn a foreign language a lot better. Yeah. They, what they learn when they're little will, will go with them, and you're breaking the power. Uh, and, and really, if they learn it when they're young, tithing is never an issue for them. You know, it, it, it's never a, oh man, should I do this? No, it just happened. That was another advantage that I that I had, you know, that I that I got from my parents. Oh my goodness. Do they have the blessing of seeing a life of simple faith lived out in front of them? And you may go, well, you know, wow, you're making me feel badly because no, they didn't see that when they were with me and now they're gone. And still... Well, how about showing them that someone can change? Showing them that it's actually possible for a life to be changed. For a situation where they, where they grew up seeing a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear and, 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 and bickering and, and a lot of uncertainty and everything, and, and what that felt like. Say, well, you know, I don't know if they would notice the difference. They will notice. And, if they, and you may not have children. You may go, well, you know, I don't, I don't have any kids. You know, there's nobody, nobody looking at me. Yes, they are. And if they see a life of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, you know, they know they don't have that. I'd like to have that. How do I get that? It's a life of faithfulness. It, 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 it's, it's a life of putting, putting the kingdom first and His righteousness. It's not, it's not too late 
for it to happen in anybody's life. And they go, well, I, that's easy to say. It's true. It's true. You need a mountain moved in your life. You need, you need a tree replanted somewhere in your life. I mean, your life may be at a great place right now. You, you may not, everybody answer yes right now. But for many, it's, oh yeah, I, I, I do need that. Don't go chasing after the get rich quick scheme. It is possible to bam, you know, be healed. Bam, you know, this happened or bam, that happened. That is possible. But we don't usually learn lessons with that. And so what happens more often is this is a sure thing. Plant the seed. Watch over it. Because the kingdom of heaven is like the, even the smallest of all the seeds planted. It will grow. It will provide provision. It will provide shelter. It will provide beauty in your life.